welcome to the Movie Freaks Pod Show, the only podcast on the net that encourages late night walks on the moors. Because otherwise, there wouldn't be a movie. <laughs> I'm Eric moors. Marner. I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> Uh, and that will tie into later discussion of recently watched. But yes, until then, let's start with the blind roulette. And uh, once again, I'm pretty excited about this episode because I think last uh, pod's picks are were very, both very interesting. Can't wait to hear what, uh, thoughts on those. And I think that the blind roulette picks I have for you this week are also very interesting. So good. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, I can go. I'll go first. Okay. Um, because uh, stretch, stretch was my movie, and just because of the odd, the odd fact that this movie was not uh, in theaters, and it's from uh, Joe Carnahan, and he's he's a one of my favorite directors right now, actually. Uh, maybe not favorite, but he's he's up there. He's made some great movies, and each one seems to get better and better. I thought that uh, that the gray was fantastic. And so Stretch comes up, and I I saw the cover of it on uh, Netflix, and I just breezed over it. I didn't realize who, because I'm like, meh, that's probably a cheapy action Netflix movie, whatever. And then you you said who directed it. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that changes things, okay. Uh, And Ed Helms is in it, and uh, I'm like, that's a pretty, maybe not A-list, but close to A-list cast going on there. You know, Jessica Alba's in it, Patrick Wilson... So I'm like, you know, know Jessica uh, Alba was in it. Oh yeah, she's in it. Um, and so I, I like Patrick uh, Wilson because that of was my pick. Watchmen. Yeah. And <laughs> just so you know, um, I watched two of the movies that you had recommended to me, full all the way through, as well as one of the ones that I sent your way that you did not choose. So um, I'm not going to hit on those right now. Are you saying you took a mulligan? That was that bad? No, 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 no. Oh, I did not okay, take, okay. <laughs> no, just because the other one I, I watched. I also watched Clean Skin. Oh, okay. Um, just because I thought it sounded so good, and I'm like, uh, I really want to watch that. <laughs> yeah. So, and then the one, and this is gonna be. I'm just gonna say this right now. I just finished up. Uh, uh, what's it called here? The one that I had on your list for you, uh, Mockingbird. Oh, okay. It looked kind of cheesy with the clown. Okay, yeah. the reason I watched that, I just want to point this out here real quick, that was directed from the guy that made The Strangers. Oh. Yeah, wow. that was he his... Des- he deserved a far better cover than that thing. No kidding, that looks like a cheapy Netflix whatever. And so I'm like, oh, it's him. I have to watch this. And so I watched that. I'll get into that in well, that, recently There's watched. our tease for recently watched. Yes, <laughs> as, well, as well as Clean Skin as well. I'll, I'll yeah. hit on that too. So, uh, Stretch. So I'm... My review of that movie... Um, let me just find it here on all of my notes. There it is. Okay. Um, it starts out so promising. Um, and about halfway through, I'm like, you know, there's a reason why this didn't play in theaters. This feels like someone trying to make a good Joe Carnahan movie and failing miserably. Um, I didn't hate it. I did not hate it. But everything felt forced and everything felt direct to video. Um, it just, it, something was off about it and I didn't hate it. It was, it's, it's very watchable and it moves at a very fast pace. So you're not going to be bored. I was never bored, but it felt kind of just for him, especially I'm like, what? Like even the A team was, I thought the A team was awesome. And this just feels like someone's trying to do a, uh, smoking aces kind of, you know, 
gritty but like a poor, poor man's version of it yeah gritty and a lot you know some violence and it's just it's just a lot of craziness but it's just maybe it's because i've seen so many of that type of movie that i'm like ah oh, come on but um you know the acting was pretty good uh but uh, man patrick wilson was good El, ed helms was in it but his character didn't really go i don't want to spoil anything because i think you should watch it but his character didn't really really go anywhere and jessica Ryan? uh he was good David Hasselhoff was in it, and he was funny in it. Um, uh, Ray Liotta was in it; he was funny in it. Just everything should have worked so much better. And it, again, I I hate to give it a thumbs down, but by the time it was done, I'm like, ugh, come on, let's go. It's, uh, it yeah. just um, I I feel bad doing that because I really like this director, and everything should have worked, but it was just it just felt like a if it wouldn't have, honestly, if it wouldn't have been for the fact that he directed it, I would have actually probably given it at least an extra half st- half star, if not a full star, because it would have but been one ex- of those. But you come to expect more from him because oh, you yeah. like it, man. Yep. I understand. From, that. from when I saw from him, I'm like, okay, well, okay, now here's my expectations. Not like through the roof, but it's like, okay, and then it's like, oh man, that just that, that felt like a a really decent Netflix movie. Well. That's not what Joe Carnahan is all about, in my opinion, anymore. He's I agree. a much more, especially after the Gray. That was fantastic. I agree. Uh, so that's my review. I, I, again, I, I feel bad actually giving it a thumbs down, but I expect better from him. So. Okay. Well, that that's a good segue into something else I want to talk about tonight, and that is uh, our roulette rating system. Normally, mm. we rate movies on a. Uh, you do a five star, I believe, and I do yes. a one one to ten. Um, and we've talked about unifying on that on many times, but you know, you're more comfortable with the five. I'm more comfortable yeah. with the ten. We just think in that way. I said, screw it, man. I don't want to change that. They just leave it the way it is. I don't yeah. care if people give it a number or letter or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, but with our roulette, we look at it a little differently because we weren't we were given these films. And especially even more with the blind roulette because it's a total crapshoot. It's because you don't get a recommendation on it. Yep. So, uh, especially and looking over uh, the list I have up here of all of our roulette since we've started doing this, and I've been putting check marks and X's, but then some are gems and some are like eh, it's passable <laughs> thumbs up. So I came up with a rating system for our blind roulette. Oh. And I'm going to give you. I'm going to send you an email with our list. Okay. So that you can go through and back rate the I like movies that. that we've done so far. I like uh, that. We ha- we have four ratings for our uh, rule. Then this is only for our blind roulette system. That is thumbs up, thumbs down, pass like passable. We go either way, nah, and gem. Gotcha. So not because not ever, very few. You know, there's somewhere you're like, oh, thumbs up, and to me that's like, eh, that's seven out of ten. You know, like it's watchable. There's yeah. the passable, which is like five and a half, six. Maybe you'll love it. And then there's the gem, which is like you got to watch this. Yep, I like so, that a lot. Yeah, we obviously give them our own ready ratings when we're reviewing and sending them emails and stuff. But um, yeah. I figure that gives us a little bit of a standard for the listener. Yeah, that they can know where it falls on our scale of a blind movie. Good, good. I like that. And and before I forget, because I, I did not even say the the plot, the synopsis for Stretch, and I'll just very briefly hit on it. Uh, 
a down-on-his-luck limo driver has to make a big score to pay back his gambling debts or he owes money to the mob or whatever, and so he goes through all sorts of crazy things in one night in order to get the money back, and uh, and so there you go. And it, yeah. it, it feels the most like uh, Smoke and Aces of all of his movies, but it's like this would have been a great, not great, it would have been a good first movie from him. Mm. This is not definitely nowhere near as good as Smoke and Aces, in my opinion. And I really or like follow, or following up after the Gray. I think that. Was oh his last man, one, yeah, that it? was like that was one of my favorite movies of the year when that came out. And I this think is that was my best of the year. <laughs> yeah, and th- and this was is just, eh, yeah, it's worth a watch on Netflix. I again, I really want you to watch it. Uh, I, I'm going I, to. You're gonna you're gonna I know you're gonna find fault with this movie because there are certain things you're like what. Uh, and just coming from him, yeah, come on, man. So, anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, my movie was Extracted. Uh, hold on a sec. Uh, from 2012. And the synopsis on it is, A scientist who has invented a technique to watch people's memories finds himself in a dangerous situation after he's tasked with entertaining, entering a heroin addict's mind to see whether the man committed murder. And... That's a fair synopsis, but coupled with the uh, cover that's on Netflix, I'm sure you saw. It was one I of the did, reasons yes. that you added oh, it. Oh, yeah. That, yep. that looks like a, this is going to be a kind of a grimy thriller, a hard kind of R. I mean, they got cables going into a uh, what looks like a bald man's scalp as he grabs his head. And there is nothing in this cover in the movie. Uh. There, there, it is not that gritty and hardcore by any stretch. Gotcha. Um, and I, I don't know that that's a, a bad thing, but I was really looking for a harder uh, thriller than what I got. And about the halfway point or so, I was, I was almost ready to take a mulligan. But there was a couple of good twists about halfway and two-thirds of the way through where it kept me involved and kept me watching. Uh, stuff that I didn't see coming and interesting little twists that I was like, oh, you know, that was pretty good. And now there's no actors in, of that, that you'd recognize in this thing. At least I didn't. Um, the director, I don't know if he's really done anything else. Nothing that I know. Um, and I, I, I kept drawing comparisons to a movie that many of our listeners probably have never even heard of, but a movie called Ink. Do you remember You remember oh, Ink? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Now, Ink is a true gem in the rough, especially yes. for an extremely low-budget movie with no-name actors, director, whatever. That is a 100% gem. This one, not a gem. I'm going to give it a passing thumbs up because the story was interesting kept me involved all the way to the end you got to hang with it a little bit in that first half because you're like what and the acting is eh, a little dodgy i don't know any of these people um but then the 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 writing was strong enough that it kept me involved to the end and that like i I had texted you before this might this might be a a thriller uh, you and the wife could watch okay Um, good and it even said that in the the only reason it got more in a pg-13 was because of language they they there's a couple dozen f-bombs and i honestly didn't really know i think there was one scene where they dropped a few of them and other than that it wasn't like heavy all the way throughout or anything um violence a little bit uh he he's 
stuck in this guy's mind, and he has to, I don't, I don't want to give away too much. And the guy goes to jail, and he's kind of trapped in there. So it's got this interesting uh, scenario where he's wandering through the guy's dreams and memories. Okay. Um, and has to try and work with him to get back out. Uh, so it's it's interesting all the way through, and I think you might want to give it a watch when you're, if you're looking for a thriller, kind of for that kind of thing. But set them expectations down because this is this is not hard gritty thriller, um, and it's not like a, what you would expect from a Joe Carnahan movie. It's yes. not that. Okay, gotcha. It's, it's not the cover. The cover almost sells horror, and it is not that. I would guess that I will end up watching that one, uh, especially if it if it if uh, it's one that I can watch with my wife. That seems like sometimes that's hard to find on Netflix that we can agree on something. So if that's something that that we would both enjoy to a certain extent, then I would probably give that one a watch. And even get, like the cover again it, with these cables going into this guy's head, like they're 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 trying to sell that that's how his system works. It's not like that at all. Like it's just this nice little hat cover that's cloth and they set over and puts on his head and then he can go into the computer or whatever and a little bit like uh, virtuosity do you remember that oh yes uh, can, that that similar kind of idea but but again through that low budget prism of like ink with even less special effects okay uh, but but you see all the ways that they cut corners and us low budget guys we look at that and go ah, i see what you did there i was creative yeah. good yep. good for you good for you <laughs> So, you know, it wasn't the kind of low budget where you see how they cut corners and you go, oh, you're so lazy. It was the, yeah. it was the kind where they cut the corners and you go, oh, that was good. Okay, I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's my review of Extracted. Okay. Um, so we're going to do Blind again next week, at least. I'm game for that if you are. Oh, yeah, heck yeah. I'm, I'm okay. ready. Um, well, I just did a review, so I'll let you go first. Okay. So your choices are... Um, again, I'm just keeping on with the, uh, and I, I, this is ulterior motives for me is cause I, I watch so many horror movies that, uh, I like to try to weed out some that I don't, that aren't worthy of watching. So, uh, almost every single one of yours is horror, but I tried to pick ones that are not like going to be uh, crazy batshit insane, but just ones that, ah, the cover looks cool. It might be good. You never know. Sure. Uh, it may suck, uh, you know, who knows. That's so cool. first up is uh, a newer one called uh, Comforting Skin. A lonely young woman's desperate need for emotional and sexual companionship draws her into a surreal and ultimately destructive relationship with a shifting and whispering tattoo she has willed to life on her skin. And again, I that sounds really good. Like, that's a good... That's a good uh, are you looking at it on IMDb? Um, yes, I am. Is that the cover that's on Netflix? Uh, no, it's a different okay. cover. Yeah, on the cover on IMDb is a uh, like a very artsy picture of a topless woman. <laughs> yes, that's why I was asking because I, I got. I'm always there are some Netflix covers that I don't even click on because it's going to be stuck in my recently watched forever. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> which which that's the kids right. are constantly scrolling by. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yes. Been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, boy, th- that that's a good ad for the, the, the roulette because it sounds too good to be true. I know, it does. Okay, next up is a movie called Jailbait. 2014. Um, uh, it says here, a gritty coming-of-age thriller about a young girl sent to a juvenile prison 
For the murder of her abusive stepfather, the film follows Anna Nix's journey into the dark world of an all-girls uh, all girls jail where she discovers complex relationships, drugs, mental illness, and her eventual search for redemption. That may not be really horror-ish, but um, yeah, the cover looked, you know, kind of... So I'm like, oh, oh. good, a teen female drama. That's what yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Looking for. Thank you for yeah. Haunter. <laughs> uh, next up is, and I think that the, I threw this one your way, and you didn't pick it, but the cover, it's it's got to be too good to be true. But eventually, one of us is going to watch this thing, and that's called Antisocial. That's fine because there were a few that um, I almost threw back on, and that's totally fair game. If we don't pick them, you can just keep yeah. throwing them back on. So. Yeah, and this one here, uh, the, on uh, IMDb, it's horror sci-fi thriller. So I'm like, oh, sci-fi, okay, that's interesting. Five mm. university friends gather at a house party to ring in the new year. Unbeknownst to them, an epidemic has erupted outside, causing outbreaks around the world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, okay, next up is a movie called Dead Within. And this one here has gotten some positive feedback on horror movie sites online, but uh, that's, you know... Honestly, that's neither here nor there. That's You just never know. You never uh, six know. Mo- yeah, six months after an outbreak, a man and woman have survived by isolating themselves in a remote cabin. Starved for resources, they must confront the horrors that threaten them from outside and from within. Good synopsis. I think that sounds good. Yeah, it does. Um, here's another one that I had thrown your way... Uh, earlier and i'm going to put it back on there it looks a little bit like um tucker and dale probably not as good but who knows it's called buck wild <laughs> a hunting... I, I figured for sure you would have watched that by now i haven't yet but i <laughs> one of us is going to eventually a hunting yep. vacation goes horribly awry for four friends after they accidentally shoot the leases land owner uh and it looks it's a horror comedy so um, and last but not least is a movie called Torment. The cover is the only reason I picked it because it's a very cool cover, probably too good to be true. It looks like a the most yeah. evil, evil Mickey Mouse mask you'll ever see. Newlyweds Corey and Sarah Morgan take Corey's seven-year-old son uh, Liam into the or up to the country for some much-needed family time. When it appears as if Liam has, Liam has run away, psychological suspense becomes... Straight-out horror as Sarah and Corey must now confront a sadistic, sadistic cult-like family who have been hiding in the house all along and have taken Liam for themselves. Sounds mm-hmm. good, but they're, all of those sound good to me. Cause yeah. I, all the, jailbait, eh, whatever. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to take... I'm going to go against the norm and take Buck Wild. Ah, uh, hey! Yeah, why not? And I'll take Comforting Skin and Dead Within. Okay. This is my backups. That's a backup. Got it. Okay. This should be interesting. <laughs> okay. I bet, seriously, seriously, one of those has to be good. One of those yeah. in there somewhere is a good movie, I think. I think. <laughs> some low ratings there on IMDb, but that's yep. okay. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. That doesn't always mean anything. Yeah. Okay. I got two categories for you, and... Uh, it should be interesting to see which one you're more interested in. I'll actually throw them all on there if you want, but um, the first category I have is documentaries that I'm almost 100% sure Eugene... Oh, no, wait. Docs <laughs> based on 
topics Eugene will love. Let's go with that. Okay. Documentaries okay. based on topics I'm sure you'll love. Okay. And second is extremely shaky horror, which means, and I've only got three on that list. I'm really oh, hoping boy. you haven't seen any of them, but I'll tell you what, they look, uh, they look shaky. I mean, they do not, there does not look like there's a lot of promise there, but the docs, I would bet every single one of these is probably going to be high marks all yeah. around. Um, how many are there in each one? There's five in the docs, and there's three in the horror. Damn. Oh, boy. I would really and if you, like... It, like I said, if you want, I'll give them all to you. So. Why don't you just throw them all my way and uh, see what sticks? <laughs> okay. We'll start with... I want to start with the docs, because I really hope you take one of those. I'm kind of okay. on a kick of those lately, because uh, Netflix has added some really great-looking stuff. Okay. Um, the first one is Mel Brooks, Make a Noise. And this is a documentary about Mel Brooks. Uh, and going through his movies, it's a documentary about Mel Brooks. How can that be boring or yeah. not good, you know? So that'll, yeah. that, I think that'll be funny. And most of these docs, I believe they're all under 90. Some of these were only 70 minutes long. Oh, okay. So that's another thing, too. It's not not too heavy. Um, next up, we have Chasing Ice. Have you watched this one yet? I have not, huh? Oh, that's, I'm surprised. Uh, this is from 2012, and it's been on my queue since it hit Netflix. I just haven't got around to it. Follow National Geographic photographer James Balog across the Arctic as he develops time-lapse cameras, deploys time-lapse cameras designed for one purpose, to capture a multi-year record of the world's changing glaciers. Ooh, oh the, boy. It, it looks phenomenal. Ooh, man. Yeah, that was at uh, Sarasota Film Festival when I was there, and I did not see that. But yeah. that was that that played at the Sarasota Film Festival. At least our, that uh, cover looks very. That poster looks. That sounds good. Uh, next up, we have Mr. X. Following mm -hmm. his earlier successes, French filmmaker Leos Caro, I, I'm probably not pronouncing that right, faded from public notice as his eccentric reputation delivered him into cultural exile. I'm not really familiar with this filmmaker, but. I love just about any doc about a filmmaker, and this one it sounds really cool. Um, that sounded weird and strange, so but okay. that sounds not, seventy-three minutes, so yeah. not too much pain. Uh, next up, we have "Hey Bartender." <laughs> uh, this is a documentary about two bartenders trying to achieve their dreams through bartending. An injured marine turns his goals into. Uh, to becoming a principal bartender at the best cocktail bar in the world. A young man leaves his white-collar job to buy the corner bar in his hometown. Blah, 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 too much detail. So, a documentary about bartending. Or That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and usually when you think of documentaries, you think of uh, they're going to be heavy or a lot of them are hard to get through. Yeah, and so I, I purposely put fun ones on there, or ones that I thought you would like. I, these are all on my list, so I can't wait to watch all of them. But lastly, I did add one heavy one. This one's from 2013, called "The Last of the Unjust." Um, a place. I'm ashamed that I don't know how to pronounce this. Theresienstadt, a unique place of propaganda, which Adolf Eichmann called the model ghetto. Designed That's on to Netflix now? Oh, man. Designed to mislead the world and Jewish people regarding its real nature to be the last step before the gas chamber. That's on Netflix, and I see a slew of um, 
independent film awards all over the cover. But um, I, I, that movie was directed by uh, Claude uh, Landsman. He directed uh, Shoah, which is that nine-hour sprawling oh, Holocaust. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, boy. But the only negative there is it's 220 minutes long. Oh my gosh! I didn't see that. Three yeah. hours, forty minutes. Holy but crap! I'm gonna. I watch guess if that. he did the, uh, if, I guess if he did Shoah, it's a that's that's quite yeah. a bit of brevity for him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a guaranteed. I'm gonna watch. I'm not sure if I'm gonna pick that for the roulette, but mm-hmm. I can guarantee that's gonna be good. So. Okay. Oof. Well, that's the documentary. I figured okay. all of those you would be into at least yeah. on some level. Okay. The three horror that I have in from yep. 2012, Crow's Nest. In the late summer of 2011, five young friends on a road trip went missing after being attacked by a nomadic by nomadic cannibals in a huge RV. Video was recorded by the victims and recovered by police as evidence in their still unsolved murders. So it's a found footage thing, but uh. it looks shaky. Like I said, these are all shaky. Okay, what year was that made? 2012. Okay. Uh, next we have. Ritual from 2012. A man must save his two children when they disappear during a holiday in the woods. And this looks like... um, This looks Korean. Oh, I saw that one. Yep, I watched that one. Yep, watched that one. Any good? Eh, no, not really. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, I'm re-adding Baby Blues from 2013. Okay. Um, which that's one that I'm sure that one of us is going to watch eventually. <laughs> it's going to keep coming up until somebody watches yep. it because the cover is too cool. When a young yeah. couple moves into a home, they find a mysterious doll that changes their lives forever. Anyway. Yeah. So that's it, uh, sir. Okay. Um, boy, that's a, a good list. I was actually expecting to probably take one of the horror ones just cause you know how I am, but, uh, boy, you picked some really good, uh, documentaries there. I apologize for that lastly unjust. I didn't realize that was 340. I, I thought I had nailed all of them as being short. No, no, that's... No, and the thing is, that's the number one movie that I'm, I'm going to watch, but I don't know about a, uh, a roulette watch because mm. it's so long, and uh, right now I'm going through all the special features on the the uh, Desolation of Smog, which is n- nine-plus hours, so that's, that's a big time commitment there. So I'm going to yeah. go with Chasing Ice. Okay, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that one I can't imagine. That's that that looks fantastic. The the trailer was amazing. It was one of those where it's like, can I just give it a nine right now because I'm yeah. sure it's going to be that good. Yeah. Um, two more. Okay, Chasing Ice is number one for me. Uh, let's see, number one is that. Number two will be uh, Hey Bartender, of course. <laughs> and number three, just in case, is Crow's Nest. <laughs> I was surprised that you hadn't seen that one. No, I well, let me just find it on Netflix here, uh, just in the off chance that uh, I have seen it, because you never know with me. Uh, let's see here. Crow. It's all one word, too. Crow's oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Crow's Very odd. It's another thing that make, lets you know that you're probably, it's going to be a shaky movie when you have a two-word word as a one-word crow's nest. It's all one yeah. word. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny here. I clicked on it and it says resume. I'm like, oh, this is one that I started. And I'm like, okay. How far, how far did you make it? Uh, one one minute. So the Asylum Presents. Yeah, Crow's Asylum Nest. Presents Crow's Nest. Yeah, w- watched on 7-3-13. So, <laughs> yeah, one, one minute in. Oh, man. Uh, 
Okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and I have no idea. I Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh, but that, that'll be number three, just in case I bite the bullet on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't imagine you get past uh, Chasing Ice and Hey Bartender. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move on to our best of horror segment for this uh, episode. Is going to be from 1974 until 1978. And I was pretty excited when we got to this one, because I was like, all right, the 70s, I'm going to have a lot to talk about here. And then I went through the list and was like... There's a ton of movies here that I recognize, and barely any that I've seen. My, uh, this oh. is the, by far the smallest list that I have. But oh, I know wow. that I recognize most of the movies, and I've talked about them either with you or online or something. Um, but, yeah, I just don't have a whole lot for this. Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. Start us off with 74. Okay, uh, 74, I have four movies all of which are fantastic. I'm going to get the biggest one out of the way right off the bat because it's the granddaddy of all horror movies, in my opinion. And that would be, be Texas. The only yeah, one Texas on Chainsaw. my list. <laughs> yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We've talked about this movie before. Uh, if you haven't seen it, then shame on you. Watch it right now. I, I consider Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the movie that if it would walk into a bar filled with other horror movies, all other horror movies would kind of just step aside as Texas Chainsaw Massacre comes and comes and uh, props up uh, a, a chair by the bar and orders the stiffest drink in the room. So, there's Completely agree, and that's the only yeah. one on my list, unfortunately. Yeah. It's great. Uh, next up for me is Let Sleeping Corpses Lie. Oh, I've heard, you of heard of it. it? I, haven't, I haven't seen it. It's, it uh, you're going to hear that a lot this uh, episode. I've heard of it, but I haven't okay. seen it. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's crazy how this movie came many years before, well, four years before Dawn of the De- Romero's Dawn of the Dead, and it's uh, I it's so up your alley. You, I know you would you would dig it. Uh, it's uh, the government is spraying chemical things on in an air in a rural area, and it makes the turns people into zombies. And it's it sounds cool, and it is cool. So. I'd watch that. What yep. is it called again? Let Sleeping Corpses Lie? Let, yes, Let Sleeping Corpses Lie. Very yep. good movie. Uh, next up for me is, and this is an honorable mention, strictly because I thought that the remake was way better, but this was influential for the slasher movie especially, uh, and that's uh, Black Christmas. I haven't seen the, I mean, I've seen the remake, but I haven't seen the original. Yeah, it's, it's, it's worth watching. Uh, it's fairly quaint, by today's standards, it's more of a thriller than anything. Uh, Bob Clark directed it. Bob Clark did uh, uh, Porky's and the Christmas uh, Christmas Story, but he also made the slasher movie, and it's a slasher movie back in '74, and uh, it's good. It's just it's dated, but it it's definitely it deserves mention because it's very influential. It came before Halloween, and it is a slasher movie, so. Um, anyway, okay. and the last one on my list is, uh, is this is a great one. This is from Hammer, uh, Hammer Studios, and this is back when they were really trying to play catch-up because they were kind of top dog in the horror world until Texas Chainsaw and The Exorcist uh, came into play, and even Night of the Living Dead, and then they their gothic horror started to fall by the wayside. Well, they tried to still do their own thing, their gothic thing, but infuse it with a lot of of blood and gore and some nudity, and that would be Frankenstein and then Monster from Hell. The last of the... This is one of the last big 
Hammer movies from that time uh, with that gothic feel and Peter Cushing. And it's it's really good. And it is, for its time, it is gross. Uh, I so, love the title. Yeah, it's a great title. And it's exactly what it says it is. It's Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell. That's The, the title is the movie. <laughs> I'd watch so, that. I would still yeah, watch he, that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there's, there's 74 from me. Okay, 75. I have one. Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's gonna be a lot of it. I, 78. Is, I'll, I'll help, but okay, this early 70s stuff. I just haven't seen a lot of it. Okay, and that's uh, also one of the best movies ever made. Jaws. Yep. And I know a lot of people might argue that's not a horror movie. Well, it scares the shit out of me even today. So uh, I think that it qualifies as a scary yes. movie. Yep. That's the best thing from 75. Definitely. Definitely. That was that that's was it. the uh, that that was the uh, the that's where the summer blockbuster comes from is from Jaws. It originated from Jaws. So there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have some more. I won't spend a whole lot of time on them. I have one Jalo movie called Autopsy. Uh, that was it. I love Jalo movies, and it's it's it fits the formula. Black gloved killer, uh, and it revolves around and. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it's it's an Italian murder mystery. I really dug it, and I had to include it in the list because I really I really liked it. Another one is a, it's another Italian movie called Night Train Murders, and we've, t- we've uh, talked about that one before. I uh, I don't think on the show, but in private, it rang a bell as soon as I saw it. I was like, Oh, yeah. Eugene likes that movie. Yeah, I did. Uh, that movie was uh, uh, Eli Roth in Hostel Two. He borrows a lot of Night Train Murders and incorporates it into the train segment of Hostel Part 2 with the girls on the train, and there's creepy guys. In fact, I want to say that there may be one or two actors from Night Train Murders in Hostel 2 as a homage, whatever, but it, Night Train Murders was good. It's uh, it's pretty rough because there's some... It's there, It gets a bit rapey, and... Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and it's got one... Hardcore downbeat ending. This movie here was was uh, very very similar in tone to Wes Craven's uh, Last House on the Left. So it, it's a very downbeat feeling movie, but I, I dug it. Uh, moving on here, next up is Race with the Devil. Great I knew you were gonna movie. Bring that one up. Oh, that's such a good movie. Uh, that movie there is such a cool '70s. It's it sounds way worse than it is. It's more of an action movie. Uh, just this, this devil worshiping cult, and it's it's by the way it's PG. Just so that just put it in context. Although 1975 that, PG is a little different than oh, today. it's rough. I mean, there's there's sacrifice in it, and it's rough. But uh, it, but it was a good movie. Peter Fonda is in it. Um, it just it's a cool road movie with them this these two couples in an RV and this cult chasing them down. So, highly recommend it. Uh, last up for me is a movie that I actually talked about on my own show, and that's Trilogy of Terror. With yes. the little Zuni doll. Yeah, so it was a made-for-TV movie, but uh, it was really cool, especially the one segment with the little Zuni doll. Uh, this is before Chucky and before Puppet Masters and all those movies. Uh, it, it it worked really well. So, that's another, 75 for me. Another one I want to see. Yeah, it's good. It's a good movie. Uh, 76, I have three. I have five. 
I know it seems oh. like you're taking every one, but I know got... <laughs> it feels like yeah, it feels like I'm taking. Dude, okay. Should I just go since since I? Have why don't you? So fill, yeah, why don't you go and I'll fill, I'll fill in. Okay. <laughs> um, I have three, and I'm sure they're all on your list. Uh, first off is Carrie, and that's an honorable mention because that yeah. I, it's a good movie, but I don't think it's it's not the greatest thing in the world. Um, yeah. But it did kind of set the stage for the. Uh, loner in high school and getting tormented and getting revenge yeah uh, if you have a, up, if you if, if you have a choice between that and the in the remake just watch the original people I don't don't agree. Watch... <laughs> um next i have the omen which is a oh, fantastic yeah. movie it's awesome but i actually learned something here and i feel like such a dumbass i did not know richard donner directed the, the original omen isn't that crazy? Yeah, I, did, I know. I, I did not know that, and uh, I've watched that movie a bunch. And <laughs> just looking yeah. at it, uh, coming across the list, it said this Richard Donner film. I was like, get the hell out of here! <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was pretty sweet. And lastly, is an honorable mention uh, called Squirm, <laughs> which is more Squirm. of a mystery science theater type movie, but it's still yeah. one that I've watched more than once, and it's oh, great me, to me make too. fun of. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> One of those movies where I'm just like, how did this get made? How did somebody write a script and put it on somebody's desk and somebody said, yeah, here's money. Go do yeah. go do this. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, yes. There's the uh, big goofy guy, the you're, the wor- you're going to be the worm face now. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yep. <laughs> That's a so um, bad it's good pick, but anyway. It is, uh, yes, yes. Go ahead. What uh, okay. Uh, I also have uh, I had Carrie and the Omen. I didn't I didn't include Squirm, although I do uh, I do enjoy that movie. Um, I have three other ones here: House with Laughing Windows, and that's a supernatural thriller horror movie from Italy. And um, I thought it was fantastic, very very good, creepy. Uh, you know, set in a in a very uh, old gothic. Italian town and there's supernatural under you know things going on and uh, good movie very good movie. Uh, next up is the town that dreaded sundown, which I, 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 it's weird. I've never heard of that movie until like this year and everybody's talking about it. it, it well, there's a remake never... of it. Okay. There's, yeah, there's a remake of it. I haven't seen the remake, uh, but the original. It's dated. It's a t- I I want to say it's a TV movie. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But it uh, it. There's some cheesiness in it, but then when they get away from that, that that 70s cheesiness, it's a very effective... It's more of a crime thriller, like a hard-hitting crime thriller, but it, it was good. I liked it. Cool. I, so, I, I want to check. Have you seen the remake? I have not. No, not yet. Mm-hmm. I'll, that's probably going to be one that'll hit Netflix anytime, and that's when I'll check that one out. Right. So, okay. Uh, the last one on my list, and this is the... Well, other than The Omen, this is my favorite one from 76, and that is a movie called... Who Can Kill a Child? That movie is fantastic. Uh, another I- Italian movie. A uh, group of adults go to this uh, secluded island off of Italy somewhere, and the island has been overrun by murderous kids. And the kids have murdered all the adults on the island, and they are out to murder these people. And it is a great, creepy movie. So, I'll highly recommend it. Yeah, good movie. Uh, that that's all you have for seventy six. Yes. Uh, seventy seven. I have three. I've got five. Okay, we'll just keep going. Uh, okay. The original Hills Have Eyes. Don't need to spend yep. a lot of time on that. That's decent yep. flick. Uh, Suspiria. Oh yes. Yep. Absolutely fantastic. 
Yep. Um, probably Argento's best. Yes, I uh, I would say probably his best. Yes. I haven't seen enough of his work to make that claim, but it's been the best of his that I've seen so far. Yeah. Easily. I I would say that's probably my favorite movie from him. Yeah. And lastly, I've got an honorable mention to the great white. Jaws ripoff that is Orca the Killer Whale. <laughs> and I have not seen that movie. I've uh, never it's watched a Orca. Good Mystery Science Theater time. But there are some creepy parts in there, but it, it's so weird and strange and it's it's a checklist film. It's something you have to see so that you can say you saw it and yes. that you can discuss it, because it is friggin' weird. <laughs> okay. Alright. So okay. give that one a spin sometime. I will, I will, definitely. Um uh, Hills Have Eyes, got that one, Suspiria, of course. I have three other ones, and one is a kind of a shame on you for not seeing it because you need to watch this, and that is The Sentinel. The Sentinel is fantastic. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, it was made, obviously, because of the success of The Omen and The Exorcist, uh, but it's not as overtly, I don't want to say overtly religious, but there's so many religious undertones in it. It is such a good movie. Um, a woman moves into this apartment in New York and there is a bunch of weird tenants in the building and there is this blind priest on the top floor presiding over things there and just crazy things go on and that's one that you can't know anything about going in. You just have to watch it. But that gets almost universal praise as far as a very good, great 70s horror movie. That sounds awesome. That sounds right up yeah. my alley. You'd li- I know you'd like it. I that's that of all of these, that's one of the most confident saying you would dig that movie. I get so frustrated. Uh, this is what, part of why we do this show. But I get so frustrated sometimes when I'm looking across uh, old movie lists, especially doing something like this, and coming across so many movies where I'm like, "What the hell is that? I've never heard of it. I've never heard anybody talk about it." And then you know. Some people pop up and they're like, oh, that's so awesome. You got to see it. And you go see it and it's amazing. And it's like, here's a gem that's been sitting here for 30 years. Yeah. That nobody, yeah, ah, that, yeah. But that's why we do this show. We're trying that's to bring right. the gems out. <laughs> yes. Okay. If, if, uh, if Sentinel ever comes out on Netflix, uh, I, I highly urge you to watch it. Please let that's me know. Do you have movie. it? Yeah. I have it on DVD, yes. It's I, only been available on Blu-ray uh, in Germany and I have not imported it yet. But that is one that, as soon as I get it for a good price, I'm I, importing it. I take a DVD. Way. If you have it on DVD, I'll borrow it from I you. Do, yes. I do, yes. It's I a great movie. It, so. yeah. um, you have any more from 77? I have two more real quick. One is called Shockwaves, and that is um, a Nazi zombie movie that's rated PG, starring <laughs> Peter Cushing. <laughs> uh, it's very tame. They, they're going more for atmosphere, but it is... Very atmospheric, and it deals with zombies that are Nazis, and they come out of the water, and it's creepy, and it's it's very, very good. I believe that Blue Underground is going to be releasing that here in the, within the month on Blu-ray, and that is all me. So. <laughs> nice. And last but not least is Mario Bava's Shock. This was, uh, I believe, the last movie that he shot. Um, before he passed away, uh, this is a very, very good movie. I've seen it numerous times, and uh, it's it's really, really good. A dead lover comes back to wreak havoc on his on his widow's life, who's moved on, and there's her child is involved, and there might be a possession going on. But may, I don't want to give too much away. But it's a really, really good movie, and I'm a big fan of Mario Bava, so right. good movie. Cool. Uh, okay, 78, I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, I have 6. 
Oh, okay. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, yeah, seven. Oh, cool. I'm close. Mm-hmm. I don't Here have to turn, I don't have to turn in my horror card. Um, <laughs> okay, first up, I have Damien Omen Two, um, and another one that I love when they put the subtitle before the title. <laughs> yeah, it's not Omen Two, Damien. It's Damien Omen Two. Omen Two, yes. <laughs> Because somehow that makes sense or makes it easier to yeah. swallow. I don't know. But anyway, I thought that was a pretty decent flick. It's bad, but it's kind of good. I don't know. I kind of... I, I dig them Omen movies. Um, next, obviously, Dawn of the Dead. It's oh, a classic. Yeah. yeah. Remake's better, but whatever. And yeah. Next, I have Halloween. I'm sure that's on everybody's best oh, horror yeah. list. It's must know. Uh, Joe Dante's Piranha. I dig that movie. That's... It's still yeah. it's one that I watched at at the right age because it's still it scared the crap out of me even though it's pretty bad but it still scared the crap out of me and so going back and even watching it with all its bad effects it's still kind of it's that feeling yeah. where you know we're from Ohio so you know you you will swim in a pond around here or a lake and you will feel things brush by your legs and it's still I know yes. my skin crawl <laughs> <laughs> yep um, yep and, next I have Jaws two which doesn't get oh. tons of love but it's yeah, a worthy follow-up. It's, it's yeah. a worthy follow-up. It's a decent flick, and still got yeah. Roy oh, Scheider. I totally agree. I love Roy yeah. Scheider in everything. Which me we'll, too. We will get to coming soon. Uh, okay. Actors that we love in everything. Yes. Uh, he is one of them. He is one <laughs> of them. I, I've been watching uh, 2010 since we watched oh, 2001. Yeah. I, pulled a, I got this uh, Blu-ray combo pack and with Contact 2010 and Red Planet trifecta Oof. of just. Oh yeah, pretty, that's a good, pretty awesome yeah. sci-fi. So I've been yep. watching 2010 recently, and I just love him in everything. Yeah, and if me you too. ever watch special features on his movies, there has never been a guy more unlucky with props than Roy Scheider. Oh, <laughs> there's <laughs> always a scene with him messing with props, and it brick, 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 and finally to where he's just like cussing mother. <laughs> yeah. and i'm just like I, nobody says anything because you feel bad for him what yeah. are you gonna do anyway derail lastly i have and this is looking over this list this might be my favorite of the bunch though you know dawn of the dead classic halloween classic but uh the remake of invasion of the body snatchers this Got is one the too. one yep. that i love the most the Agreed. 1978 donald sutherland leonard nimoy jeff goldblum very young but still very jeff goldblum oh yes <laughs> I absolutely love this movie, and even yeah. right, especially that very end, oh. is just it's amazing awesome. every time. Awesome! This yes. story still freaks me out one hundred percent. If you haven't seen it, go see it. I mean, the the original is good too, but the remake it is again that time and place. What what age were you when you watched this? Uh, yeah. Our age, we don't connect so much with nineteen fifties. Or yeah, whenever, I know. Whenever right. the original, you know, and it's black yeah. and white, we don't connect with as much with that. We don't. We never saw that world. But you know, I, I obviously I wasn't even alive in 1978. But uh, I watched it at a time when I still remembered things being kind of like that, uh, fashion and and cars and yeah. all that sort of jazz. So I could connect to it. And I love this movie. I want yeah. one that even seeing it come up on the list. Time to pull that bad boy back out because yeah. I I've got that on I, Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, I am right it. there with you. Yep, I think that's a great movie of of all of them from '78. 
looking over it, that might be my favorite as well. I that's a great movie. Yeah, uh, it hold, holds up good. Uh, the special effects for the for its time were really good, and that yeah, that ending is just like yeah. Oh, ooh. So, um, yeah, one good of the stuff. greatest one of the greatest endings of all time. It really no, is. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I only have. Is that it for you? Yeah, that's all for me. Sorry. Okay, because I only have one left, uh, and this one here is kind of an honorable mention. It is extremely effective. But it's not an easy watch by any means. But it uh, it it created kind of a subgenre of the whole uh, woman revenge movie, and that is I Spit on Your Grave. I thought about it, but it was like I didn't care for the movie, and I'm never gonna watch it again. So yeah, eh. yeah, I, I've watched it, and it's a tough movie to sit through. But she does get her revenge, of course. Uh, but it has created because of that movie. It it is very influential. And I dig it for its extremely grindhousey feel because that is total exploitation grindhouse movie right there. So I it is, it, it is, and it gets brought up a lot in horror chat. Yeah. But eh, I just I didn't care for it. Yeah. Um, okay, I guess that's gonna wrap up this segment of best of horror. Um, seventy-four to seventy-eight. I, we have at least one more, maybe two segments in this. Uh, episodes in this segment um and because i I don't know that we're going to go too deep into the 60s i don't know how much you've seen that would just no they're gonna gonna be yeah they're gonna be pretty much all hammer horror and night of the living dead so and it's not that stuff isn't good but why should you be forced to repeat stuff that you're already talking about on your show that's right yes especially to somebody who's just sitting here going ha ha yep sounds good haven't seen it next (laughs) (laughs) so we'll play that by ear okay um and besides, we gotta actually. We need to get that wrapped up. We need. You know what? We're gonna do uh, uh, executive decision right now. We're gonna do one more episode, and we're gonna wrap up everything we want to wrap up every year before this. Uh, in the next episode, because after that, we're gonna be into December, and we're doing and then, Christmas movies. Oh yeah, I'm so, ready. <laughs> and we need a we need a month for that, and I don't want this yeah. to bleed over into that. So we're next okay. episode is going to be the last one. So you need to get it yeah. in whatever you want to get in. Yep. Next episode is house cleaning, and then it's it's yeah. yeah it's move Christmas. On. Christmas time. Happy. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move into recently watched because we got a bunch to talk about there. Yes. Uh, bunch of stuff that you tease in the beginning that I'm really excited to hear about. Uh, I want to start off a couple of things real quick. Um, we both watched American Werewolf in London. I watched enough of it to say that I watched it, but I've watched it oh, so yeah. many oh, times yeah. that it's yeah. okay. Uh, but we broke that movie down hardcore over on uh, Cinema Soft Underbelly, we, uh, part of a Megapod. We didn't end up having time uh, for the full Mega Tripod of all three uh, because it was running so late. So I opted yeah. to cut the Movie Freak segment. Um so, Cinema Soft Underbelly, we... Uh, do you know what the episode number of that's going to be? It's not out yet, is it's, it? I don't think it's, it's out. It's not out. And it, it, honestly, it depends on when uh, when Clint gets the files to me, because yeah. I'll probably be recording tomorrow. I'll probably be okay. doing another episode. So, yeah. Well, it's, we'll, it's, I will mention it again, but uh, that, okay. that episode is coming on Cinema Soft Underbelly on iTunes, as well as um, another movie we all watched, Interstellar. And we do a huge breakdown on that on Cinema Sidekicks. You can get a hold of them on uh, cinemasidekicks.com and on iTunes. And that episode is also will be coming in the next week or two, tops. Um, so you definitely want to turn in for both of those. We're as we had 
four people on both of those pods, and it was a great time. Fun was had yeah. by all. Yes, um, it was. So we can check those off the list yes. of mentioned and move right on to our own personal. Uh, I got a double header real quick, and then we'll move on. Uh, I'll pass back to you. Uh, okay. I, I think I mentioned last episode that I was watching the Green Lantern, the animated series. Um, yes. That turned out, to, I finished that up. It turned out pretty good. I enjoyed the show despite its kind of wonky, half CGI, weird lookingness. I didn't love it, didn't hate it, but it was very watchable and, you know, kind of thing you watch with the kids, though my kids weren't that interested, but I was like, I don't care, I'm sick of your barney type bullshit yeah (laughs) so that's safe and playing in the background on the other end of safe game of thrones finished up season three of that um because i don't even want to have that in the background when my kids are in the room oh yeah um and uh, season three i and i already talked to you about this but it it Mm. it's starting to feel like this show is about good people getting shit on and assholes getting away with everything you want half the cast to die torturous brutal deaths and i hope i'm going to keep watching because it's very well made but i i hope that some vengeance starts to get served on some of these a-holes because it's just it's almost to the point of like enough already like throw me a freaking bone and they have i give it kudos because it's like a soap opera they have 15 storylines going at the same time so at any point they can drop one and jump to something else and then when they jump back, you're like, oh, yeah, what was going on there? That was kind of interesting. And then they jump to something else. So half the stories end on a cliffhanger every episode. Yeah. And you got the large fellow wandering through the woods, and we waste five minutes of time with him. And then they got the Red Wedding happening. And I'm like, you needed, you needed that five minutes of time to explain more what was going on there. Because they jump stuff so quick that it's like, yeah. what the hell just happened? Why? And I know yeah. it's supposed to come across as like shocker, crazy, and it's it it, it comes across as a little bit like um, a cop out. It's almost like we did this so quick, and then we'll explain it next episode. Stay tuned. <laughs> and I'm going, you a hole, come on! Like, especially when you're, it's not, and it's not that the whole episode is filler, but it's just they minutes. It, it, when you have so many storylines going at the same time, minutes count, and they have minutes that they just completely waste on people that don't care about or it's irrelevant or they're just walking and nothing's happening yeah Uh, but we're gonna hang with the show and i because joffrey has to die at some point and i am going to hang around until that happens because i hate him so much so that's i will say this yeah i will say the season four there is some comeuppance that is brought on to some of the scumbags. I, it's going to take shows. three seasons of comeuppance to catch up to some of this bullshit. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. And I agree with you that, and, and I don't know if this, if this is too much, I'll cut it out. I'm not insulting you. I truly am not. But you aren't a big fan of TV, so you don't watch. Uh, you have, especially in the last decade, have not watched a lot of the great shows that have come out. And I know you no, love this show. I have. And yeah. it's very well made. I'm not besmirching it at all. I, I, it is very well made. But I think that your scale of TV would be a little more in check on some of its faults if you had been watching Mad Men and 
uh, Sons of Anarchy and uh, Sopranos, Breaking Bad, De- Breaking Bad, Bad, all of the great the great television of the last decade. There's been cinema worthy great tele- television that you haven't watched. So no. I know this you're is kind right. of a, this is kind of a shock to your system because you're not a TV fan, and yeah. so you're automatically like, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" Oh and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not a huge TV fan either, but I got to watch uh, you know some of the great stuff that okay everybody's talking about it. Okay, I'll I'll check it out. Um, so I kind of have watched some of those and uh, to mixed results, but nonetheless I see some of the greatness. So I'm like, okay, this is this is in there. This is one of the greats. It's not all the way up there, but it's one of the greats. Does that yeah. make sense? I, I'm no, not, it I'm, totally I'm, makes sense. Okay. No, it does. Okay. It does. I because I, I I openly admit that I don't watch that much TV. I try to stick with movies. So if there's a certain show that really grabs me like uh game of thrones has then i'm i'm totally on board. And, and you're not at all alone on that there this yeah. show has an insane amount of love for it and well deserved it's a very great a very good show but yeah I'm, give me a little even i gotta even out the good guy i need some good guys to get some because right now they're yeah. just constantly getting shit on <laughs> yeah the, the dragon yeah. lady is the only one that has anything good going for her right now and that was only because the first two seasons were spent shitting on her yes i know <laughs> They were, yes. Yeah, her scumbag rotten boyfriend or brother, and then, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Uh, so that's my TV doubleheader. Um, okay. And back to you. you you're okay. Okay, I'm going to hit on Clean Skin, which was my number two pick for the roulette last week. Yes. And it sounded too good to be true. I'm like, you know what? That sounds so good that I'm going to watch that regardless. Uh, and especially because I was let down by Stretch. I'm like uh, you know what I'm gonna I want to watch Clean Skin and see what this is uh, if if this is was worthy of a a roulette and I gave it three out of five um, and I could have I could have almost gone more uh, I've been thinking about it since I watched it and it, it's more like a three and a half out of five than a three but uh, it got a three. Wow, I'm surprised. I mean, I wouldn't have guessed that. I mean, again, we've we discussed direct-to-video action. That is the lowest yeah. common denominator. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. So for even a three, that's like, holy crap, that must be pretty yeah. decent. Yeah, it is. You should watch it. Um, I will. It's uh, Sean Bean is in it, and I like Sean Bean in almost anything he does. He's good, uh, and he was good in this too, but it's basically it's, it's counterterrorism, and it's we have two sides of the coin here. We have the uh, the Muslim guys that are being brainwashed into into doing becoming bombers, uh, and clean skin actually means a uh, a a terrorist that has a clean record. So these you know these jihadists whatever the the main guys are training these completely clean record people to do these things so they can't be traced, and then you've got the counterterrorism aspect of it with Sean Bean's character and some of his guys going after these people. And so it, it was really good. It's got some really hard hitting, violent scenes in it. I was surprised. I'm like, Ooh, they're not holding back at all. This is bone crunching going on here. So cool. it, it gets a thumbs up. I, I it's don't, I mean, don't go in expecting. Oh no. I, expectations are in check. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. But, but I liked it. And I think that you would, I think that you would enjoy it too. Cool. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, that was that was definitely I I liked that one better obviously. I gave it a better review. I liked that one better than Stretch. So. Cool. Um yeah. okay, back to me. Um 
another one that I watched, and again, I'm kind of on a comic kick, uh, was Thor, Tales of Asgard. And this was an animated movie. This qualifies as a movie. Uh, hour and a half. And they were trying to uh, do a younger version of Thor and Loki, uh, growing up in Asgard and trying to get their stripes and all that kind of thing. Uh, it was it was decent. It was worth a watch for you comic nerds out there. It wasn't like hurt yourself to see it, but the animation was decent. Uh, it wasn't like um, Green Lantern where it was CG, very CGI looking. This looked kind of hand drawn ish. Um, so I enjoyed it on that level. It was kind of one of those in the background comic related, safe for the kids. Not you know not going to harm them. But it had it had some pretty interesting moments. And all in all, I gave it you know a passing thumbs up. Eh, you know. Uh, yeah. And that's going to be about it for Thor Tales of Asgard. <laughs> okay, uh, me, I've got, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit on the other movie that was on the roulette last week, and that was Mockingbird. And uh, that's one of those where you're flipping through Netflix, trying to find something to watch. You see that, and you're like, oh, that looks horrible. It's another <laughs> one of those silly-looking horror movies that just pop up with that the cover is too good to be true creepy evil looking clown and he's looking at a house or whatever and you're like oh <laughs> yeah right well the only reason i watched that is because then i went and did a little research on it and i found out that the director of the strangers made that and the strangers is a very competently well-made very scary movie that you and i saw in the theater and um and so i'm like okay well i should check that out upon watching it i found out that was sitting on the shelf for two years oh that's so, not good that's never a good thing. Uh, however, it's still worth a watch. Uh, it's definitely uh, better than a lot of the drivel that you find on the Netflix horror section. Uh, it's kind of a found footage movie, but it's kind of a game. It's almost like they took Saw and and made it found footage, kind of. Uh, these there, There's like three different... There, there's a couple, like the... the husband wife and then there's this single lady and then there's this really big time loser guy living in his mom's basement and all three of them are pawns in this game that unseen force is doing with dropping off a video camera that you can't turn off it's it's on so they're recording you have to keep on recording and you have to do whatever they they tell you to do and so they were filming what they're being told to do. And there's plot holes, yes, but it's an hour and 15 minutes long. <laughs> it's creepy. It has a, a nifty little payoff in the end. And uh, it's it's nowhere near as good as The Strangers, but it it's enough for, uh, for a horror fan like myself. It was definitely enough for a one viewing for sure. Sure. Well, so. now, and uh, with The Strangers, I... I felt that deserved its own category. I felt that, that was the first time I watched a movie, uh, a horror-ish movie, that deserved its own uh, subgenre, and that would be terror. That is, it's not really gory, it's 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 not really slashery, but it is one of the scariest movies I've watched in a long time. It's yeah. just it plays on every primal fear any person has. It's so damn scary. And I actually, after the theater viewing, was like. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever watch that again. Then I came across, across the Blu-ray mislabeled for like $2. And so I was like, I can't resist a $2 Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. And the sound on it is, I mean, it oh, it's yeah. hard to get past that 30-minute mark because the sound on it is so scary. You literally Agreed. are just terrified. Um, 
Anyway, is it like yeah. so? Is, is it like that? Was it was it like that or? No, no, it's not near as scary as that. But it there, but it is in that realm. The whole the terror genre, I guess you could say. It is like there. It's not gory. Okay. Um, but but it has a nice twist payoff in the end. Um, and but you know the characters do just stupid enough things to where it, it pulls you out of the movie. It's not horrible, like what they do. But it's there's a couple things where you're like, well, no, people wouldn't do that. Yeah. But they do it to obviously progress the plot along. It is yeah. watchable. Definitely, definitely watchable. It's better than the cover leads you to believe. Okay. Um, it's not a theater-worthy movie, but it was one for, at least for myself, I'm like, oh, I'm glad I watched that. That was that was a good, a little, a good little quick hour and 15-minute horror movie. Right. Okay, back to me. Um, documentary about a filmmaker just came out called Altman, about, obviously, hmm. Robert Altman. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, this one definitely gets high marks from me. And I always think of Robert Altman in a uh, kind light. I always think of him like, oh, I like his movies. And then watching this, I was shocked to discover that I have seen almost none of his movies. I've only seen two. I own both of them, and that's Popeye and The Player. And you couldn't have picked <laughs> two more uh, end-of-the-spectrum bookends for Robert Altman than those two movies. And I know that... Popeye gets a lot of, or got a lot of hate at the time. I love that movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, same with The Player. Um, no, not, not the same with The Player. My bad. Um, but The Player, I, I never heard of. I got that on a blind buy. Absolutely love it. Fantastic film. I know you would love it. I never watched it's, it. It's amazing. It's, it's, is, it's that a, Tim, is that Tim, Tim Robbins? Robbins is in it? Okay. Yes. It's a whole uh, ensemble, ensemble cast. It's, it's a long a list as long as your arm. It's, but it's an amazing, like, kind of movie within a movie, kind of uh, making fun of Hollywood along the way. It's fantastic filmmaking. But uh, this documentary about Robert Altman was, was brilliant. I loved it. And I immediately went to Netflix and added every Robert Altman film that I could find, which was a grand total of about three, which no. sucks because it, he did a ton of work. And um, the movie, the documentary itself was a great dissection of... Most of his films along the way, they didn't dive into every one because he's directed so many. But um, they dived on him just the way that... It's just perfect um, filmmaker documentary. I, I, I loved uh, the stuff they hit on. Made me want to watch some of the movies that he made, I knew he made, that I was like, eh, it doesn't really appeal to me. This documentary made me want to seek him out and find him. Like Gosford Park. Cool. Stuff that I normally would not watch. But yeah. because of his interviews there's a ton of him in it which is great they don't do that a lot of times especially after um a filmmaker has passed uh it's hard to dig up you know all the questions you want to hear answered but it seems like they've been making this for a while and he only passed recently the last couple of years um but i encourage you to watch it it doesn't matter if you like him or hate him like his movies hate his movies this is one of those things like um, the history of film. What was that series? It's one of those that you need to watch. Oh yes, it, yeah. it's, it's one of those that, as a, a film aficionado, you need to watch this documentary. And and it's one of those things that made me go, I need to educate myself on the films of Robert Altman. Cool, <laughs> because nice. I'm, I'm woefully undereducated, and he is one of those staples of cinema that I need to know more about. Awesome. Uh, okay, uh, that yeah, that sounds great. That's definitely something that I would love to watch. I actually so was never... going to put it on the the, the queue or the the queue. I was going to put it on the roulette, and I was like, 
shit, I already watched it. Yeah, like, I can't. I can't put it on the blind roulette. Yeah, but it, that but, made me go seek out other the Mr. X and the other ones that I put on the blind yeah. roulette filmmaker docs. But you, you yeah. need to watch that movie. That that was real good, real good entertaining stuff. Good. Okay, I will definitely watch that. I'll I'll report back on a on a later episode on that one. Um, okay, so uh, one that I wanted to hit on real quick was a recently released movie. Not on Netflix yet, but it is on uh, video on demand, and I could not help myself because I am a big fan of this director. And uh, and this is one that I was actually kind of surprised wouldn't have got... A, maybe it got a limited theatrical release, but um, just because of their his previous other movie, which was uh, You're Next. And that's Adam Wingard, and the writer is Sam, uh, Simon Barrett. And they've done some stuff for the VHS series, and, uh, and well, You're Next, which I am a big fan of You're Next. And so I wanted to watch this movie here. It's called The Guest. So uh, it's one of those, I gave it three and a half out of five stars. And what it gets right, it gets right in spades. However, there is just enough stuff in it that is like, come on, you're just doing that to progress the plot. And I get it. Sometimes you're stuck in a, you, you can't just have a 45-minute movie. Yeah. So yeah. there are certain things that happen in this movie that obviously progresses the plot, but it's like, yeah, that, that's dumb. People wouldn't people wouldn't do that. Yeah. But, you know, uh, and I'm going to just real quick give the synopsis here. A soldier introduces himself to the Peterson family, claiming to be a friend of their son who died in action over in Iraq. After the young man is welcomed into their home, a series of accidental deaths seems to be connected to his presence. And uh, I, I, I would consider this movie to be a cross between Drive, the movie Drive, yeah. and The Hitcher, a little bit, kind of, and um, all set with the most kick-ass, cool 80s synth score that is very <laughs> reminiscent of Drive, actually. Yeah. But it's um, the main guy that you, obviously isn't quite all there, this, this war vet. Uh, he's really, really good. He's the reason to watch the movie. The first half, I was like, "This is so good!" I'm like, I can't wait to talk about this on on the next show on on the next movie freaks. And then the second half, where they get into the progressing the plot, you're like, "Okay, now they're now things are happening that normally would not happen." Mm-hmm. You don't know. You yeah, know I, to- I, mean? I totally know what you're talking about, and it, it, it's it's trying to reach that 90 minute mark, and you know they're trying to reach that 90 minute mark, and you're going exactly. Come yes, come on, you don't have to have this. But I I hope that with the media change that we're heading into where more TV is heading to Netflix original kind of programming and mm-hmm. where there are the, aren't those restrictions on time limits. Uh, Fincher talked about this with House of Cards where I can have one episode that's an hour and a half and I can have the next episode that's 40 minutes because it serves the story at that particular yeah. episode. I'm hoping that we'll eventually get there with movies and I think we will. Where You know what? If you have a 45 minute movie, you got a 45 minute movie. Don't pad the thing out. It's and yeah. the, you know another reason to go watch Altman's The Player. It's about getting rid of that kind of stuff. But the, they have their formula and their machine. You need to watch Altman seriously. Yeah, that I guy, do. That I guy do. I hated Hollywood. It's cool. I it's cool that it. that actually fits into this because this it it, does. It, that was my biggest frustration because I'm like this is this is a great 80 minute movie. Yeah. Packed into a 95 minute movie. You should hear like, you that need... his, his acceptance speech of his first Palme d'Or and his second Palme d'Or like 20 years later 
where he's like, oh, as long as Hollywood keeps trying to kill artists, but um, they only worship money, and oh. they can't get rid of us because otherwise they'd have no money. <laughs> I, I just wanted to stand up and cheer. I loved it. I loved it. Just crabby nice. old man. I love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anyway. Yeah. So I, the first half of this movie, I think that you would be like, oh, this is gold. Uh, and it, it was great. I, I was so, especially the music. The music is so good in this movie uh, that it's just unfortunate that there is a couple of parts that, the, especially, and I'm just, I'm not going to really spoil anything here, but but by saying that the people that accept the the mother and father that accept this guy into their home is so far fetched, and it's like, come on, you there's no way you would be this accepting of even if it was your your dead son's buddy from the war it, it's it's unrealistic yeah. how things progress you were like no 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 otherwise though you take that aspect out of it this was a good movie and if you're not like got a shit-eating grin by the time credits roll because of the music in it uh there's something wrong with you because the music is great you're like oh this is this is 80s synth heaven here <laughs> and it, it it fits the feel of this movie it just makes it just very weird and quirky um and the uh, there's uh, the daughter of the, the the brother of the deceased war that uh, it's, it's the mother and father that I did not care for. Uh, their daughter is figuring out something is not quite right. Um, the cast was really good. It was just need to be a little bit shorter. So I totally anyway. understand. Yeah. Uh, okay, I have one more I want to talk about real quick, and then I'm going to be done, uh, and that is <clears throat> David Ayer's Sabotage, starring oh, I'm Arnold so Schwarzenegger, curious. and oh. a whole string of other people who are trying to get careers in Hollywood movies, and this was not the movie for them to try and break their way from the small screen to the big. Um... This is director of, of I, Fury. Yeah, the upcoming Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's yeah. him. Uh, how do I describe? I'm so this movie? curious what you thought of this movie. Well, I was... I've uh, I've been working on watching it. You know, we as, as parents of young kids, we have to watch movies in segments. You know, yeah. usually it sometimes yeah. takes three or four days to get through a movie. Same here. Same I keep here. falling asleep, and. So I've been watching it for two or three days now, and I'm about 30 minutes through. Oh, you have a long way to go. And I would be, I, I honestly, I thought about it last night that I should turn it off because this is just one embarrassing great big pile of heaping dog shit. <laughs> Actually, from the opening sequence, I was like, this is a flaming piece of shit. But... It's such a flaming piece of shit that I'm like, I kind of got to see how bad it gets. Oh, And I, I'll tell you, like, if I gave the synopsis of this movie, which is, if you watch the trailer, you would know it's a uh, SWAT team, and they're a team, and some stuff happens, but they're a team. And then I said to you, describe to me the opening act of the movie. Without seeing the movie, describe to me what you think the beginning of the movie would be we would all say in unison it's going to be them as a SWAT team going and attacking a house and taking down some bad guys and then they come out and then the title screen sabotage and then some shit happens it's exactly what this movie is except every bit of it is 
so bad. Like, it's direct-to-video yeah. bad. Yes. <laughs> Something happened. Except, I mean, that movie except was, there's a was big, broken. fat, wrinkly Arnold Schwarzenegger wandering around... Just yeah. like, I, where is my paycheck? Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was that movie. Seriously, that movie was broken. I don't know. I mean, I watched the whole thing, and by the time I, credits rolled, I'm like, there is so much wrong in that movie. And every time, like a a, a cool thing would happen, and it was like hard hitting, violent action scene, it would get back to stupidity and bad acting and and going nowhere and I'm like what are you doing and it's frustrating because half those actors I know from very good like that chick on the SWAT team the crazy yeah. hair who's always crazy all the time yeah. she was on the killing she was the main detective in the killing and she was so toned down and introverted and a brilliant performance on the killing and this she's I hated like, her in this movie I hated her I hate her I've, I've watched 30 minutes I hate her but She's a great actress. I know it because yeah. I saw The Killing. So I think that she's just overacting because of being so toned down in The Killing. She's just going ape. She, I don't. I don't know. But it's one of those where I literally was like, after the intro, was like, I could turn this off and I could rip this movie to shreds and be done with it and give it a no yeah. score because I don't score movies I don't finish. <laughs> yeah. But Part of me has to see how bad it gets, and I I oh. might just keep watching. We'll see. I yeah. I don't know. I got other yeah. stuff that I'm more interested in. I, I started watching Prometheus again. Amazing. That's one of the very few films where I'm I'm sitting in my theater room, going, my screen is too small, and 2D is bullshit. And <laughs> and there's literally about three movies that I say that with, and it's Avatar, Prometheus, and I I don't even know. It's it. it I, yeah. There are so few, but Prometheus yeah. is one of them. And yeah, Prometheus I has that feel. I don't understand why that thing yeah. gets so much hate. And I, I, I even mentioned on my my message board, I'm watching this again, and immediately they all came out of the woodwork. I, I mean, yeah. it, it's so fifty fifty divisive on that movie. I just don't understand why the haters hate it so much. Yeah, because I love that movie. Well, love it. You you love it or hate it, and I don't understand yeah. why the haters hate it. But you know, I'm not giving it a ten or anything. But it's yeah. just I, I again I, I told you I don't understand people that don't like Ridley Scott movies uh, they're yeah. out there and they hate him I don't understand yeah. it but that's just me anyway now you did you did watch one Ridley Scott movie that you did not like correct oh there's uh, a few recently. there's a few that I don't like but as a whole yeah. his filmography I, I, oh it's fantastic I love. fantastic yeah this last yeah. one but that was that wasn't his fault because that was written by uh, Carmack McCarthy who sucks assholes I, I, <laughs> who is he, who's, who's he? Uh, he did No Country for Old Men and The Road and um, <laughs> he did that one with Leo DiCaprio and Scorsese uh, the island one Insane Asylum oh Shutter Island? yeah that was a good movie yeah because it was directed by Martin Scorsese Scorsese yeah and, and <laughs> Carmack McCarthy was quoted as saying I set out to write a book that's... I forget exactly how the quote went, but it was something like that is horrible and makes no sense. Uh, but it's a thriller and or something. I, I forget what the actual quote was, but it was something where I was like, you are such a D-bag. <laughs> I don't know how you're one of the best-selling authors going right now, but apparently everybody sees something that I do not. And that's yeah. okay, because Dumb and Dumber 2 was number one at the box office. And I'm okay yeah. with being in the minority of hating that bullshit. 
<laughs> anyway, we've gone way too long. Do you have anything else yeah. to add to recently watched? I don't. Nope, I, that's it for now. Okay, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. As always, please visit our friends at cinemasidekicks.com. They are also on iTunes, as well as Cinema's Soft Underbelly. Uh, they have a big double header uh, that should be getting released here pretty soon. Um, we are Movie Freaks. Uh, you can get a hold of us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com, as well as on YouTube at Movie Freaks Pod Show. And that'll be all for this episode. Goodbye. See ya.